Well, my name is Pamela Toussaint, and I'm the founder and CEO of Ultimate Image Coach. We are a personal branding, consulting, and training firm. This, this, is, this is Diversified, Diversified. Game. 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 Game, a podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, these are some of my favorite interviews, talking to people who do similar things, but in different ways. So today's guest is Pamela Toussaint, and she is a very qualified, just by looking at her picture when I first saw it, I said, okay, I know she knows something about image coaching. She will tell me, hey, get some more lighting. Why are you in the dark, right? Uh, <laughs> make, make, make sure you have your posture and you're ready to go. And so I am just so excited to hear how she coaches people into having a better image, getting them ready for that executive C-suite or entrepreneur job. Miss Pamela. How are you doing today? I am doing very, very well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Kellen. How are you doing? I am blessed by the best, so I cannot complain at all. Oh, that's great to hear. I love it. Yes. Now, I I, I just, I, I love what you do, and you really remind me of a few people in, in my life. And so I want to know how you got started being, you know, an image consultant, because I'm sure you woke up and just, you know, from the age of two, were able to get people right and tight. But I'm sure there was a little journey along the way and you learned some tricks of the okay. trade. So how did you get to where you're at now? Very good. Well, I'm going to go right to the beginning, but it won't be long because it's just a very, very concise, amazing story. Born in Jamaica, back in the village, years, I won't even tell you how many years ago. And my mom, you know, widowed when I was age 10 and I have four siblings, so five of us. And she emphasized with us, even at a really, really young age, that one's image, how we comport ourselves, how we smile, how we're respectful, will be the ticket to success. Because she says, I don't have money to send you all to college, but you're going to go. And that image with your image. And you're going to make it. And she was right on the money. So, fast forward, moved here to the States in college, and I've been, I had been working in corporate roles, senior executive roles, and the like for many years. And I found out that there was just one thing that was missing in people who did not move up the hierarchy, one obvious thing, and that was their soft skills, their image, how they presented themselves, their presence. They could be the most technically sound person, but if they didn't have those uh, qualities, that would be a hindrance. And the reason I got into the business is because the folks who are in the, were in power would not take the time to coach them on these things. And in many cases, they didn't even realize that they themselves were lacking in terms of executive presence. So I started to take it upon myself in a corporate world to coach people over lunch, on the side, wherever we listen, whoever was receptive. And so about what, 12 years ago, I decided, you know what, I'm going to leave the corporate world, start my own image consulting business and take it into the college. And sure enough, I left and started the business and it's just taken off from there. There's such a need. 
And of course, as you say, I try to, you know, live by example. So I, you know, pass on to them, you know, what I know naturally, what comes naturally for me. And a couple of my neighbor friends who are professors at Palm Beach State say, you have to come teach at the college. These kids are not equipped for the corporate world. So I started with college kids, worked my way up through a lot of the, you know, I'm certified by all of the agencies here in Palm Beach County. So I do a lot of personal branding training for them and uh, found out through all of that, that women are also lacking in terms of business ownership and the confidence, the self-confidence it needed to be, they needed to be, to be successful. And I actually worked, oh, sorry about the phone in the background. My hubby will get it. And, um, and so I actually have been working with the Urban League and all of these other these agencies to groom and build entrepreneurship skills in, and also self-confidence in women. So that has been, you know, my thing for, you know, for pretty much most of my adult life. Wow. Now, how do people find you or how do you find clients? Because there's so many people who are rough around the edges or they've mastered, you know, the they've mastered everything but the soft skills, but they don't know and people don't know what they don't know. So do you find that most people come to you or do you find them at networking and mixers and say, let me straighten up your tie and let me show you how to just be a a decent human being and actually talk to people. Don't cut in front of people in the line. We're all going to (laughs) eat. All right. Our lunch is not ever just lunch, right? Yeah. <laughs> a business meeting, those kinds of things. Well, it's come along a lot of different ways. I mentioned the college. A lot of my students were uh, business people themselves. They worked in companies that were going back for their at the first or second, well, actually first degree. And they would recommend me to their executive leaders. And they would then bring me into corporations to train from top down or bottom up. Uh, so that's one stream. And then also I have done a lot of freebies, Kellen, I got to tell you, as you know, this business, you get to do, get invited to speak a lot at a lot of events. And a lot of them are for the county, school district, um, the cities, various cities of West Palm Beach, Riviera Beach. So they got to know me and started to bring me in as a trainer slash coach. So my business actually eventually morphed into being mostly training of large teams and coaching of executives and entrepreneurs and so forth. But I still have a, you know, a really deep passion in my heart for working one-on-one with people who you know, kind of bring them out of their shell, you know, can help them to understand the importance of self-confidence. And the fourth piece is that I wrote a book. And the book was called, well, it's actually the book is called The Audacious Woman, Blaze Your Own Path to Success. And the underpinning of that is all about finding your own path, being self-confident, exude that radiant image and power presence and all those kinds of things. So that is how people find me. I'm not a big, I haven't been a big social media person. I know I do some stuff on LinkedIn, but Mm -hmm. I need to get out there on YouTube. Everybody tells me I need to do more with YouTube because I really haven't done anything. And that I think will be, um, a good path for me as well. You know, I love that you wrote a book and, um, the people can, can they find that book on Amazon? Yes, they can. Yes, they can find the book on Amazon. Absolutely. And I have the links on most of my social media pages. I have it on LinkedIn. Every time there is a women's something day, like I think this is, I didn't even realize it. I guess I should know this, but women's equality day. I usually go out on Amazon, on LinkedIn and do a promotion and sometimes give away a 
an e-version of the book for 24 hours to women. Anybody just logging into my LinkedIn page can get a free copy. And that I find is also a good source. So yes, it's, uh, it's, it's on Amazon and, and uh, that brought me a lot. I, when it first came out three, four years ago, I had a ton of speaking engagements around the county and counties, South Florida, and just met, met up with people, the different chambers. I uh, got a big speaking, well, actually two big speaking gigs for a large company in Jamaica just in the last three months. And that was somebody actually networked with here in Palm Beach, introduced me to his sister who works with this large company in Jamaica. She talked about me and then they invited me to do personal branding training for two different divisions. One of them, you know, had people from five different countries just talking about the importance of personal branding and, uh, and the impact it had on one success and also, you know, translates also to the company's brand, perception of a company's brand. I love that. Now there's, you know, you're talking about going on YouTube. There's mm -hmm. definitely a need for class to come on YouTube. You do though, just to give you the warning, have people, cause you know, everybody's an expert now you have, everyone is an image consultant and mm -hmm. you know, on, on you, on YouTube, the, the, the filth wins, the meanness wins the, you know, if I can make, you seem lesser than I. That's what people for some reason are just right. watching every night. And you know, mm -hmm. you have plumbers on there calling themselves high value because they heard that, oh, high value means you make six figures and that you have a, a network. And I'm like, high value ain't never been just the money you make. It just means you make <laughs> a lot of money. That's <laughs> but, true. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you know, and six figures isn't a lot of money. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's, it's a good amount of money, especially mm -hmm. if you've come from humble beginnings, but the fact that you have people who are, you know, you're like, hold on the plumber, the garbage man now is high value. Um, you got to do some other high value things to be really considered high value. So just, I want to let you know that when you come on YouTube, be ready for that. And if you want to go into the mud with them, because being from Jamaica, I know that you can wrestle with the best of them. They, <laughs> they, 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 they think they know an insult, but you don't know an insult till it comes in Patois, English and French. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, we will, you know, we will take on, uh, you know, I don't want to brag with us. So we'll take on the best of them. Look at the, uh, we got our girls in the Olympics, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, so we're little, but we're tall over. <laughs> yes. So, you know, what is like a major thing that you see with, you know, Generation Z? I had a, a someone tell me yesterday, he's like, we're depressed because of these phones. We grew up with them and we see the research. What do you see the number one thing holding people back from, you know, getting soft skills or improving their soft skills? Right. You know, that's an, that's an excellent question. And I think you hit the nail on the head is that Gen Z, they really don't know how to interact. I feel for them. And even, you know, younger than Gen Z, what this pandemic has done to that demographic and younger ones is that they never really got a chance to learn the importance of soft skills, how to interact. Let's just take it starting in the home, how to sit at the dinner table and have a conversation with family, how to go out and discuss with a, you know, with another person, like we're having a conversation. They have not learned how to master that skill. 
So that is what, you know, one of the passions I have is reaching that generation. And we have some in our families. My husband is from a very large Haitian family in Broward County. So we use our Sunday time, well, not so much during COVID, to educate them on the importance of, of learning these soft skills. Because as the saying goes, your success comes 85% from your ability to communicate your soft skills, right? And only 15% from these little, you know, techie things that you think you know so well. So we just need to get them to push, put that aside and learn those skills. And that is what's going to be the difference maker for them career-wise. Is it easy? No, it's going to be very challenging. But, you know, I've never stepped away from a challenge. So I, I invite you know, I invite them. I try to use my daughter as a conduit because she's my co-author and she gets it. Um, she is kind of an older of age of the Gen X, and she's um, she's out there on on Instagram, which is I have not totally embraced Instagram yet, but she uses it to kind of pull in that generation, kind of understand how they how they connect, understand the language they speak, and how to connect. And I do just emphasize the importance of not just not just emphasizing it, but kind of pulling them in. And I think that is what we're going to have to do: teach them what's what's not coming naturally. The colleges are not teaching them that. They're not learning that at all. So we have to really pick up the mantle there and do that. Well, just keep emphasizing it over and over and over. So I hang out with a lot of people in different generations, hopefully imparting to them the importance of, of what I teach and coach and also learning from them. You know, it's a two-way street. So that mm-hmm. is really kind of where we are. Um, and of course, I'm building as if, as if they're not enough on, on iPhones and computers and laptops. I'm actually also going to be launching an e-learning website, e-learning academy in the next month or two of all of the image and personal branding and emotional intelligence, all of the things that I teach in person. Because of the virus, I have to find a different platform. So I um, am launching a lot of courses on e-learning. But what I will do, though, Kellen, is even though it's going to be e-learning them with a computer, I'm also going to be offering weekly face-to-face you know, open sessions like, you know, office hours, if you will, where they can have a conversation back and forth with people. So just trying different paths. Well, that that's nice. And I can tell you, I've, I've started with courses and I enjoy hearing that ding every time. It has a special ding every time somebody purchases something, especially. You know, especially when you have something that, you know, will help the people. Where, where do you, where do you think? And I'm going to sound real old people. I know when I'm saying this, but where do we stop adjusting to, you know, the youth? They're like, I, my kids tell me, no, you can't say that anymore. Or, you got to adjust with the times. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. I can't adjust to those times. And in my house. Y'all can't either. You know, this is not a dictatorship, but just Mm -hmm. some things won't fly with me because my grandmother, who's still alive, would be like, nah, I'll beat you still with the switch. Go get the switch. But (laughs) but there's there's been a shift of Mm -hmm. what's right. What's wrong? We have Beyonce now in chaps and people are actually thinking about wearing chaps with bottomless looking like prints back in the day, you know, and going out to the grocery store. Like, where do we stop or what do we do, especially for our community to say, yo, we're going too far. 
Stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's a big problem because you know not everybody is a Beyonce. <laughs> you know she can do pretty much whatever she wants and get away with it. Not the rest of us. Um, so I, you know, I pretty much try to share with them that that is it's really a happy medium. Let's meet. You know, I I try to understand where they're coming from and some of the. I, I will I won't take it to the extent of using the lingo they use or those kinds of things, but pretty much understand that there's going to be a little bit of, you know, kind of slang thrown in here and there or net speak, as I call it. But also they need to understand that to survive in this world, they also need to be ready to, to, to bridge the gap, to come the other way. As you say, it's kind of a two-way street. Don't come to me and tell me you want some coaching to be an executive in the next high-tech you know, firm that's going to be a multi-billion dollar firm down the road. But you refuse to compromise your, you know, your, your, yourself, if you will. Well, no, it's not a compromise. I mean, it may be a compromise, but that's what life is about. It's all about compromises. So let me take this out. It's falling out. Um, it's all about compromises. I hope you can still hear me. Oh, I hear you great. Oh, oh perfect. That sounds even better. And um, so we have to kind of meet somewhere in the middle. Uh, it's, 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 you know, it's not, you, you, we're going to go 75% and you only come 25%. That's not going to work. Some people say, I refuse to kind of assimilate. That's a word I get as well. And I said, well, you know, there's going to be a certain amount of that because if I were, I came up here from Jamaica, pretty green. If I wasn't willing to learn how things are done here in America, I would have been back on a plane, you know, right after undergrad and back home somewhere. You had to kind of learn how know how the game is played, and be willing to be a willing participant. And that's the you know, until you, of course, unless you're a big star or you know whatever you know I don't know Beyonce or a rap star or whatever a big tennis player, that you can do your own thing. And it's not that we're forcing you to do it, but we're just letting you know that to ensure success, these skills are critically needed: the soft skills, the leadership skills. Um, it's not about being stodgy. It's about being, you know, part of a larger society. It takes everybody to play in the in the in the arena. Yeah, when you look at hmm? when you look at someone who is a star, and people, um, you know, I remember my mother saying, "You can do whatever you want when you can afford to pay for your lifestyle, and it doesn't impact it." But when, you know, and you can be who you want to be. But when you look at someone like a Beyonce, now if you're an image consultant for even a star, mm-hmm. though, there are still, you know, are. Um, I guess limitations, but you're always trying to break out. What would you tell people who want to be a star? Where, at what level? Is there a financial level or is, or is there a mindset where they can say, okay, if that's how you want to wear your hair, you can wear it, but you're probably not going to get hired. So you need to be an entrepreneur to do that. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to have a teachable moment right now for like a 14 year old or 18 year old who right. thinks they can copy these stars, but they don't have star money. Actually, they're still on their parents' couch, a lot of them. And it's it, it's embarrassing. So I'm just trying to from an image consultant and someone who has raised children where would you say now you can break away and you don't have to be as corporate or assimilate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always a tricky one because then there is, um, you know, the trainings that I usually do, I usually have people there said, you know, what you're talking about is the corporate model. And I don't plan to be a corporate whatever. I want to do my own thing. I don't have to, I don't, you know, I can wear my hair any way I want it. I don't have to 
I don't have to worry about the attire that I wear because I don't want, I don't need to be one of them to succeed. And I said, you know, as long as you are, I wouldn't even say an entrepreneur because entrepreneurs have to have corporate, have clients to succeed. But as long as you are an established, I don't know, tennis star or a Beyonce type person, then you're fine. But other than that, I mean, even today, I mean, I still criticize Beyonce and, you know, people kind of in that space because I think they're a terrible image, not necessarily Beyonce, but folks, you know, kind of in that arena, a terrible image or role model for our kids. Because as you say, everybody tries to imitate them. And I don't think that's, that's, really, that's doing a world of damage. So I try to, you know, start with my own kids and my own, you know, circle of, of people that I influence. And I said, listen, you can't have it both ways. If you want to be a success and you want, you're defining the corporate arena as one of the success points that you want to, you know, one of the milestones, you're going to have to kind of dial it back, if you will. Then after that, you make your, you know, million, billion, whatever it is, then you can do whatever you want. But people, first impressions matter and, you know, they're lasting. So people see you coming and they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, even be bothered with you. No, the, and I use young people as, as role models for other young people. Um, I think, I don't know if you are a tennis fan or the other, but one of mm-hmm. my new personal branding heroes is Naomi Osaka. Yeah. Because I think she sets a really, she's polished. You know, say what you want to say about her, you know, her, you know, her issues. And I think it's a positive thing that she's done with bringing some attention to, you know, the mental issues. But she's very polished, very soft-spoken. She speaks very well. She's very empathetic. And I think she's an excellent role model. Um, and I think that's so when I can use another young person who's famous and everybody knows and admired as an example, I use that as a, a way to get to them because I can't use myself or someone from a senior, you know, demographic because they're going to say, but you're old, you know, you're passe, your type is no longer. So that's, that's, I don't think I have all the answers there, but it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough challenge sometimes that we have to keep working it because these kids are not going to make it. And you're right. They're still sitting on, you know, the, the sofa at home on the couch watching TV, but they still want to be their own person. Yes. And Naomi, great example now. But, you know, I I remember when Tiger Woods came up and he was a great example. And then you never know who these people are anyway. So their outside image, you know, is is, is one thing. But what people are doing on their private yacht um, and won't even buy their mistress a car that she asked for. You just say, what type of role model? I mean, you you know, so. No, but that's 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 interesting. Now, have you worked much with the, you know, youth and especially those who don't have parents or, you know, fathers? We know, you know, uh, people who the, the population for fathers, it's like the fathers are just leaving, you know, at one point. They're like, wait, you're pregnant? Gone. Um, have you worked much with that population because I could see that. And I ask all my guests, like, mm-hmm. what is a community give back you do? So maybe mm-hmm. I should rephrase the question. What is your community give back? And do you work with that population because they need it? Because they never really even had a chance. A lot of people to right. see what a mother and a father is. I, I hear you. And I do. I do. In the context of the young kids, and I mean, we do, we still consider them very young at the uh, Palm Beach State. 
in addition to the classroom work I do, I usually host you know, just seminars or just events or workshops outside of that to help kids, you know, understand that, okay, the classroom thing we're done with, now let me tell you what you're really going to need to be successful. And it's all about image and your person, your presence and your branding and how you speak and how you come across. So I'll work with them and you'd be surprised how many of them are, just as you say, from a home where they didn't have any real good role models. I remember this young man, one of the things I do every semester too is that I have them, well, we have a quote unquote, you know, dress up day, which, you know, that's, when I say dress up day, I'm not talking about suit and tie, just putting on a decent shirt for the guys and so forth and putting on a dress, you know, without cleavage for the ladies. And I said, we will have, a, you know, you're going to present a team presentation at the end of the semester. And I want you to know that every those that is going to be a dress-up event. In other words, give them a dress code and our parameters, if you will. And to, uh, invariably, two or three of them will come to that event just dressing the way they were dressed every day, with the baggy pants and the sloppy look and the you know their hat turned sideways. And I will say, and you know, I don't even have to get involved at that point because I guess I've done such a good job with, with the rest of the team. A couple of the team members on each of their teams will say, professor told you how you would be wanted. She wanted you to dress. She wanted you to dress as if you're going for a job interview. And today is a job interview. And your behavior is reflecting on the rest of our team. So we don't want you to, to, uh, to speak. unless." And I said to them, I'll give you a chance to go home right now and change. Or maybe you brought a shirt or change of clothing. You can go change now for the presentation. And the, this one guy told me, professor, that is just not my MO. <laughs> and I said, well, you can you know what you Dharma said, you know what you can do with your MO, you're not gonna be able to take that into the corporate world. And the Senate gave him a second chance, the second day he came back, he was dressed properly. Because not only did he get pressure from me, he got pr pressure from his peers. So you kind of get little, you know, pockets of people who get it to influence the rest of them. Um I also have done some work with the cities of West Palm Beach and Riviera Beach for the inner city, helping with the, with the young people. And that's, uh, yeah, those are usually challenging. But a lot of, I'd say it's been a kind of an 80-20 thing. I think 80% of them are attentive and they get it and they want to, to make a difference and don't want to do all of that. And the other 20, ah, there's nothing going to do. You can't change me. This is who I am. I can wear my pants and my hair and I can talk while, you know, with chewing gum while I'm talking. And, um, but you know, I'm, I'm not an easy one to give up. So I keep taking opportunity to do these kinds of things at every occasion. Well, that, that's a beautiful thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, if people don't want to listen to you, that's fine because they're dressing for the job that they want to dress. So if they want oh. to be at lifetime working for minimum wage and, mm -hmm. you know, um, some type, some menial work. Yes, you are dressed just the way you're dressed for your success. And who are mm -hmm. we to judge? Um, yeah. Now, have you found that? international students have a more um they they understand this because america's run off immigrants and people say oh the immigrants are taking all their jobs but the immigrants come to class ready to take notes where i've seen other mm -hmm. students you know not even have a pen <laughs> and a piece <laughs> of paper um the immigrants are you know they're trying to assimilate and make good and have a good impression because they understand a recommendation goes a long way but it's mm -hmm. also 
from the background of you don't come here from a Jamaica, Haiti, Cameroon and make it this far and say, you know, let me fumble the ball because I want to fit in. For the most part, mm -hmm. you have a few mm -hmm. people. Have you found that immigrants are, you know, have taken your advice more serious? And maybe because maybe this is an American problem where you're just free to be whoever you want to be when you want to be. And it is what it is. Yeah, very good question. In fact, that is absolutely the case. And if you probably just re read my mind. In fact, in my book, I talk about at the start of every semester, I typically have anywhere from about five, five to 10 different nations represented in my classrooms. And at the end of the day, I can pretty much, to end of the first week, I can pretty much tell you which ones are going to be successful at the end. And it's not the ones who are English speaking or the ones who are, you know, fluent in this or less shy or whatever. It's the ones who are attentive, who really want to learn, who may be shy about asking questions. So they'll meet me after class. And, you know, I don't know how to express it, but I wanted you to follow up on this with you. And I said to, I always come home and tell my husband, I said, this, these are the ones who are going to make it. Mark my word. And it's not that I give them any, any extra attention. They're reaching out to me. You're asking me, they said, we can, you, you said that we could call you anytime, Professor. And we wanted to know if you really meant it. Of course, I mean it. They're the ones who call. They're the ones who come to class dressed as if they're going to a job after school. You know, they get it. And it's so hard because, of course, I want everybody to succeed. But you're saying you get to a point where you're saying, okay, you can only get, you know, you can only meet a person more than halfway. You can't meet them 100% of the way. They have to want it. And it's, um, it's really kind of challenging because I know at home, their parents or whoever are responsible for them probably saying, I'm sending this kid to college. Why is need somebody helping him do better? Well, it's because they're not listening. And, um, and also there's a certain amount of, of um, insecurity, lack of self-confidence, lack of, lack of belief in your own people. I've seen mm -hmm. it over and over again where, you know, I always got a little bit of a, little bit of a, you know, multicultural study. In fact, I taught human relations. I'm part of the curriculum was to do kind of multicultural uh, games that we play in the class. And um, it's invariably true that the Austin were the most angry of these particular uh, groups of people. And uh, I'm always dismayed, but this is the truth, that black white, black men, um, black women in my class, white women, white women would always say that the black, black women are the angriest. Mm. But even her own people, even, you know, the, and I said, oh my goodness, this is ingrained. So we work a lot chipping away at that. And, um, and you know, that's another impetus for why I say, you know, I'm in the right business because there is so much work to be done and I'm not going to back off until I make some inroads. So teaching, I had a two-year training contract with the city of Rivera Beach to train all of their employees from, you know, the folk guys who worked outside to executive suite about personal branding, professional presence, leadership, and so forth. And that was challenging. But at the end of the day, I probably, I think even to this day, I think it's one of the most rewarding things I've ever done because you could see and as you were, as I was going through the process over the two years, you could see kind of the light bulb start to shine a little bit more and more. And to me, that's that. I mean, that's that's my payment right there.
is to see people kind of getting it and starting to, um, you know, to, to incorporate it into their behaviors. But there's, well, a, there's a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I thank you for you're going for sainthood because um, that type of patience without being able to be physical in the classroom anymore or having people being so sensitive, you can't say certain things uh-huh. anymore. And teaching in grad school and even teaching, you know, outside of grad school, it's, you know, the things that I want to say, I say, maybe I should just have all my teaching online because I want to keep it rated R for real. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and our kids especially need to hear it like that. But yeah. I think it's more than a black and white problem. I just think it's a culture of uh, America where everyone thinks their opinion matters. And sometimes it doesn't, especially when you're 18 and 20 and you don't even know how to pay your own bills. So Mm -hmm. I thank you for for doing the work. Let the people know where they can find you at the ultimate image coach dot com. Yeah, let let them know. All right. Well, let you know, before I let you know where you can find me, folks, let me just tell you the services that I do. I actually my sweet spot is in-person training and one on one coaching. So being on Zoom and my e-learning institute that's coming up in the next month or so is obviously to reach a wider audience and to keep it going while we're going through these terrible times, but it would be, you know, and beyond as well. But I love to be in front of people. And um, but I'm out there on social media like anybody else. We've got to be out there. So I'm on LinkedIn. That's, that's where I get a lot of interaction with future clients. In fact, that's where a lot of clients find me is on LinkedIn, even though I don't do a lot of posting on a daily basis, they say that, you know, we've, they'll probably hear my name, then I'll go out on LinkedIn and check it out. So, you know, Pamela Toussaint is, you know, linkedin.com slash Pamela Toussaint, that's me. And then, of course, I have a Facebook business page, Ultimate Image Coach. I have, I'm on Twitter as well. I'm everywhere, Ultimate Image Coach. And I, now I'm starting to do a little bit on Instagram. I have Facebook business and a personal page. So those are the places you can find me. And of course, my beautiful new website is ultimateimagecoach.com. And you can see everything I have to offer. You can actually book a free session with me. There's a link on there. Just click on it and you will bring up my schedule. Just schedule some time. I'd love to talk to you. I do a lot of entrepreneurship coaching. So I know a lot of people around town and I've One of my other big things that I forgot to share with you, Kellen, is that I'm a big sharer. I share, you know, I hear about entrepreneurship trainings going on around town. I send messages to people. They show up and six months later, they've been um, trained as an entrepreneur. So that's one of the other passions that I have. Or you could even simply just do the old-fashioned way. Send me an email, Pamela at ultimateimagecoach.com or info at ultimateimagecoach.com. Wow, I must be getting up there now. Emails the old way. Uh, I, I remember having to write the letters um, and even, you know, the pigeons. But I thank you for coming on and sharing the game. You guys, if you do nothing else, please share the game, share the link with someone. It will change their life. Be blessed.
Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.